Uh, do take a seat, everyone. And uh, great to see you. Now, in a few minutes, Laura is going to uh, read to us from God's Word, the Bible. But first, I want to ask you, how would you feel if you met this person? It's a mystery. <laughs> how would you feel if you were walking along and suddenly you were met by Darth Vader who said, I want to fight you. Or how about this? How would you feel if you were swimming in the sea and you came face to face with a great white shark, big sharp teeth, very, very hungry? How would you feel? Or how would you feel if you were walking in the park and suddenly a massive tank comes driving towards you with its gun pointed right at you? How would you feel? If you came face to face with those things, how would it make you feel? Well, you'd be afraid, wouldn't you? I, mean, I would, because those are big, scary enemies, and we can't beat them. Well, God's people had a very scary enemy, Goliath. God's people, the Israelites, were fighting the Philistines. Uh, the Israelites were on one hill over here, and the Philistine army, they were on this other hill over here. And Goliath, Goliath, was the, <laughs> was the biggest, strongest of all the Philistines. He had a helmet and armor and a massive spear. And Goliath, Goliath was a giant. He was a whopping, maybe a little, little bit more. Um, he was a whopping three meters tall, ginormous. And Goliath shouted to the Israelites, To the man and send him to fight me. If you win, we will be your slaves. If I win, you will be my slave. And I like my team how do you think, gosh, how do you think God's people felt when they heard that? They were terrified. They were terrified. Goliath wants us to fight him. Oh my gosh, if we fight him, he'll eat us for breakfast. He's ginormous. None of us can beat him. They said they were shaking with fear. And every day for 40 days, Goliath challenged God's people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you improvised earlier, so I thought you might do it there. Um, and every day for 40 days, God's people shook with fear. We can't beat him. Too afraid to fight. They, they need a hero to save them, don't they, to fight Goliath for them. They need someone like Iron Man or Black Widow or Super Tato. Who I discovered this week. They need a hero to fight Goliath for them. Someone who's strong and who's fast and who's fresh from the fight. So let me just check out who they got, shall I? Uh, okay, they didn't get Iron Man. Uh, they didn't get Black Widow. Um, they didn't get Super Tato either. They got, let me just check this. David. Really? David, that, that young, 
shepherd boy who, who spends his time looking after the sheep, little David. David, whose brothers are fighting in the army, and he brings in their packed lunch. He's going to fight Goliath. I mean, David, he's great at music. He's great six on the lyre, but um, he's never held a sword in his life. He can't beat Goliath. What kind of hero is he? But David hears Goliath challenging God's people. They're terrified. But David says, don't be afraid. I'll go fight him. And Laura's going to tell us what happened next. Thank you. The reading is from the first book of Samuel, uh, chapter 17, beginning at verse 32. That's page 289 in the Church Bibles. Page 289, 1 Samuel 17, beginning at verse 32. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he's been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord, who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield-bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel." All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. 
As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. Brilliant. Thank you, Laura. God's people terrified of their scary enemy. But David says, don't be afraid. I'll go fight him. See, Goliath might be strong and David might be weak, but David, David remembers God. Uh, We didn't read it, but verse 26 in your Bibles, David's actually the first person in this whole story who even mentions God. And you see David's concern in that verse. David, he cares about God's reputation. Because when Goliath challenges God's people and makes fun of them, it's like he's making fun of God himself. And David can't stand that, even when his own brother doesn't get it. David thinks that God must be made known. And you see David's confidence in verse 37. David trusts God to help him. When Saul says, you're not strong enough, David, David doesn't reply, oh, actually, I'm really strong. No, he's weak. But even though David's weak, he trusts God to help him like God has saved him before from bears and lions. And as David goes to fight Goliath, he still doesn't look like a hero, does he? Goliath's covered in armor. David, David just ends up wearing his own clothes. Goliath's got amazing weapons. David, David just has a slingshot and five stones. That's all he has. And as David goes to meet Goliath, Goliath's so sure he'll win, he laughs and says, <laughs> You don't stand a chance against me, David. I'm going to turn you into pet food. <laughs> oh. But again, David remembers God. And he says to Goliath, Goliath, you're finished. All your scary weapons count for nothing because I have the Lord on my side and God will give you into my hands. And when he does, the whole world will see that our God is the real God. It'll make God known. And God's people will learn how God saves. And before Goliath can even get to David, David runs and he slings a stone and hits the giant on the head. And Goliath falls down dead. Everyone sees. Goliath is dead. And here's the difference it makes. Now it's the Philistines' turn to be afraid. Goliath's army, they run off terrified. And God's people, well, now they join in the fight because their enemy is defeated. God's people had been terrified of their scary enemy, but they're not afraid anymore. 
They don't need to be because they're saved. Because little David has beaten their enemy for them. What do we learn? Well, here's what this true story from the Bible shows us. God saves his people from their scary enemy through a weak-looking hero. God saves his people from their scary enemy through a weak-looking hero. Now, because that's a big thing, we're going to say it together. Um, If you're on this side, could you please say, God saves his people? In the middle, could you say, from their scary enemy? And over here, could you say, through a weak-looking hero? So we need all three bits for it to make sense. Let's try it together. God saves his people from their scary enemy through a weak-looking hero. Excellent. One more time. God saves his people from their scary enemy through a weak-looking hero. Fantastic. Let's throw in some actions as well. Um, When you say God saves his people, let's all point upwards. When the middle says from their scary enemy, let's all shake or, yeah, or go like this or or nibble our our, our fingernails or something scared. Uh, When you guys say through a weak-looking hero, let's all stretch out our arms like this. So let's try that together. God saves his people from their scary enemy through a weak-looking hero. Okay, last time, let's say it all together, doing all the actions. God saves his people from their scary enemy through a weak-looking hero. Well done. Fantastic. We're going to sing. We're going to sing now because David the hero points towards someone even better, a super savior who takes on our scariest enemies so we don't have to be afraid. Uh, And then we're going to think more about him. I think there are some actions, and Fiona, I hope, is maybe going to join me to show me what they are. Thanks. (laughs) song, do, uh, do sit down. No, you and me, we're not face-to-face with a scary giant like Goliath. Um, it's unlikely that we're going to meet uh, Darth Vader or a great white shark or a big scary tank. But God's word says that we do have some scary enemies. Enemies like sin. Enemies like death. Enemies like the devil. Those scary enemies are actually way scarier than any giant or shark or tank. Uh, We might be afraid of them, afraid of sin, afraid of death, afraid of the devil. Because those enemies, we can't beat them. We, We need a hero, someone to save us. And we might expect a hero who's big and strong. But, but remember what we learned from David and Goliath. Let's say, oh, it's, we do have the words, but let's say it again together. God saves his people from their scary enemy through a weak-looking hero. See, Jesus wasn't big and strong. Jesus was a person like us. 
Jesus didn't look like a mighty super savior. He looked weak. I mean, what kind of hero lets himself be nailed to a cross? Jesus was laughed at, made fun of. Jesus was hurt. He died. What kind of hero is he? But God saves his people from their scary enemies through a weak-looking hero. And so our scary enemies, sin, death, the devil, Jesus says to us, don't be afraid. I'll go fight them. And where did he go? He went to the cross. And at the cross, Jesus makes God known. Let me ask, do you ever ask yourself, what's God like? Think to yourself, how can I know what God is like? Well, if you ever do wonder what God's like, look at Jesus. In the years to come, if you're ever confused about who the real God is, look at Jesus on the cross fighting for you. And if people around you ever wonder what's God like, and they're confused about the real God, show them Jesus. Because at the cross, Jesus makes God known. And at the cross, we see how God saves. Other heroes, they save by punching the enemy really hard, by flying someone off to safety, by fighting with scary weapons, strong stuff. God, God is different. God saved us by becoming weak and dying on a cross. Isn't that weird? That God would save us by dying on a cross. Isn't that weird? But it's what he did. God saves his people from our scary enemies through a weak-looking hero. And this morning, if you're frightened of sin, frightened of death, frightened of the devil, then hear this good news. You have a hero who's taken on your scariest enemies, who's fought them for you, a hero who's given his life to save you. And he's won. At the cross, Jesus beats sin, beat death, beat the devil, beat the enemies we couldn't beat. He's done it. Like David killing Goliath, and God's people are saved. So Jesus, Jesus has beaten sin. Now, we all still struggle with doing bad things, but with Jesus, no sin is unbeatable. Jesus helps us by his spirit to say no to what's wrong, so we can say yes to living God's good ways. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus has beaten death. No, it's true, we still die. But with Jesus, death isn't the end. God raised Jesus from death to life, and he'll raise his people as well. And whether you're three or 13 or 23 or 83, that's something to look forward to. Life with Jesus forever. Isn't that wonderful? 
Jesus, Jesus has beaten the devil. It's true, the devil still tries to trick us with his lies, but he can't hurt us in the end because Jesus' death for us means all our sins are forgiven. The devil cannot use them against us, bring them up against us, because we're forgiven. Isn't that wonderful? Church family, we have a hero, the Lord Jesus, who's taken on our scariest enemies and beaten them for us. He's won, so we don't need to be afraid of them anymore. One last time, let's say it together with actions too. God saves his people from their scary enemy through a weak-looking hero. Let me lead us in a prayer. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and dying and rising again and being our hero, the hero we need. Thank you for beating our biggest, scariest enemies for us. Please help us to look to you and to rejoice and trust you. Fill us with confidence. Help us not to be afraid, we pray for your glory. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Michael. All those uh, wonderful stories in the Bible, true stories that happened, there to encourage us to trust God and to point us always towards the Lord Jesus uh, so that we would trust Him. Our final song of praise uh, speaks about that trust and confidence in the Lord Jesus. So as the music begins, let's stand and join in.